0: Welcome to Retirement Talk with Kevin Bach. The podcast with over three decades of experience and his six pillars for a successful retirement. Kevin can help show you the tools and strategies that help build your customized income plan. We haven't had anybody come into our office that we haven't been able to put into a better position. So we get kind of passionate about the knowledge we've accumulated over the last almost 30 years. And uh, we offer it out to people that want to be put into a better position. Get more details at IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Now. Now. It's time for Retirement Talk with Kevin Bach, the podcast.
1: I know a lot of people stressed out, concerned about maybe m- their money, their job, all these things. Well, the good news is we talk about that each and every single week here on the show and how better financial planning is going to put you in a better position moving forward, especially as you get closer to retirement. A lot of us think, well, I'm not going to retire for 20 or 30 years. I don't need to think about it now. But, that's the wrong message really
0: right look what the wealthy people do they don't sit down and become reactive they are proactive and they do planning they don't sit and wait for the market to crash decide what should I do well let's get a portfolio that meets your risk tolerance and put that together so that maybe you're not worried about it down the road as much we've actually done a workshop about how to be happier in retirement and there's been studies that have shown people with guaranteed income streams like your pension your Social security. And you can have annuities that create guaranteed income streams for the rest of your life. And there's even annuity streams out there of income that are guaranteed for the rest of your life, but you have access to the principal too. So there's there's options out there to give you that. But they found that people with these guaranteed income streams are happier. Why are they happier? Because they have more than enough money coming in to pay their bills and their, their fun their, their, their lifestyle than they need. And then they have money sitting in the bank, possibly, that when the market's crash, it doesn't matter to them. They can wait it out because they're not relying on that money in the bank to create their lifestyle. It's there for emergencies, it's maybe it's there for your health care down the road. And then there's still there's options that you don't have to worry about it ever going down again. You know, imagine if you could have a four, five, six, seven percent return over a period of time and you never watch that money go backwards. Think about that. Your money won't go backwards, and then every year whenever there's an increase in your portfolio balance in in those accounts, that's the new floor it can't go down when the market goes down so if you have a hundred thousand dollars and you get a five percent gain that year you've got a hundred and five and let's say the market crashes fifty percent like it has twice in the last two decades a fifty percent loss for at people in the market they're cringing their butts puckered oh yeah to, to put it out there and <laughs> and if, if the market crashes are puckering your butt Maybe it's, you got too much risk. So I want you to understand that being comfortable with your investments is not equal to safety because a lot of people that have been comfort over the last 11 years, or their portfolio maybe went down 25 to 30% recently. And it's almost back, it should be almost back up to normal, unless you've got a lot of airline stock or something. Mm. But it's, it's it's almost back up there again. If you were cringing, wondering if it's gonna even go down more, you have too much risk in that portfolio. You're not comfortable with it. So it doesn't hurt to get a, a, an evaluation on it, get a second opinion. We've had a lot of people come in here for second opinions, uh, on their portfolio. Um, Some of them paid for a plan. We have a a CFP on staff here. They paid for a plan, and then they decided to do everything on their own like they have been doing. A lot of them decided to have us do everything for them because they saw what we have to offer. We're kind of like a general contractor building a house. You have the general contractor who makes sure everything is done correctly, the windows are put in the right place, the roof is on strong, the foundation is strong to hold up your house, your financial house. Uh, we, aren't legal, we aren't attorneys, we're not CPAs, but we understand those areas in depth to help guide the attorneys and CPAs into doing what it really needs to be done for our clients. A lot of people come in here and say, I've never seen anything like this before. Why aren't more people doing it this way? And I I don't know. I can't tell you the answer, Mm -hmm. but most people experience, they deal with their financial advisor or two, they deal with their insurance agents or 10, they have maybe a CPA that does their taxes and an attorney that does their legal documents. And if they have a business, they sometimes we've seen it where they have a whole set of different people. We do everything under one house, under one roof. And that makes such a big difference because if you have all these other advisors out there not talking to each other on mm-hmm. your behalf, do you think there's a chance, just a small chance, that there might be something missed?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. There's going to be gaps. There's going to be mistakes, and you can't afford to do that.
0: Right. Get at least get a second opinion. And like I said, when people come in here, they they say, "I can't believe that this was missed." Or, or we just had somebody in here the other day. Matter of fact, it was. Um, Wednesday and this guy came in we're reviewing his will and we're reviewing his beneficiary designations on things and we met maybe three years ago he didn't do anything and then he called me the other day and said I want to do what we talked about so three years later he comes in and I'm reviewing things I said do you have any kids and he says "Yeah, have two daughters I said do they have any kids and he says no and it would have been left at that unless I wouldn't have asked the next question. Are they planning to have kids? Oh, yeah, one's pregnant now. She's due in September. I'm going to have my first granddaughter. Well, okay, now, based on what your will says, it needs to be changed because... We're talking the difference of, if one of the kids were the, the one that's gonna have this baby, predeceases his dad, all the money's gonna to go to his other daughter, it's not gonna go down to his granddaughter. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be changed and all of his beneficiary designations on everything that he has needs to be changed from per capita, which is a default, to per stirpes. And if you want more information on that, give us a call. It takes two minutes to explain it in almost every case that we explain those two things in two minutes or less, they want to make changes because nobody took the two minutes time to ask them the right questions and come up with the right plan for their beneficiaries.
1: Yeah, beneficiaries. Believe it or not, we talk about that a lot. Something so simple, and a lot of people overlook it. Whether they've left somebody off or they've kept somebody on, that they don't want to. Uh have on that list anymore it's more common than you think and talking about just how crazy 2020 has been and just the mistakes that we can make with our finances moving forward i would think that right now as we're halfway through the year is it's probably a great time to do a little portfolio checkup and Morningstar's christine ben says you should start by reviewing your asset allocation If you have not made any changes recently or even for a few years, you may find that your portfolio is actually too aggressive given your life stage. Especially if you're someone who is within maybe a decade of retirement or certainly someone who is within a few years of retirement, you do need to de-risk the portion of your portfolio that you expect to spend from soon. So, Kevin, what do you think about that? How do we de-risk our portfolio? And what else should we be checking to make sure everything's, you know, accounted for in this review?
0: Well, when people come in here for a second opinion, we sit down with them and we find out what their wants, needs, desires, and goals are. You can't do anything until you find out those. And you have to ask a lot of different questions to come up with it and figure out where they want to go with their money, what they want to use it, what they expect to use it for. And once we figure out what those are, then we can come up with their their risk tolerance. And based on what people tell us, when we review their portfolio, whether it's their 401k plan or whatever it is, they have too much risk almost every single time. And we're not talking about the people in their 20s and 30s that are still accumulating, even 40s and early 50s, and you're still accumulating and you have time till you retire. Those people can afford to take risk and then the risk pays off if they do it right. Now, we're talking about the people in in, 50 to 55 to 60, 65 are already in retirement. Uh, We had somebody in here uh, a few weeks ago. They were in their mid-80s, and they had 93% of their portfolio at risk of of a market crash.
1: Oh, my gosh. 93%.
0: I can't believe these brokers, these other advisors that are having things that way. And Their mentality is everything has to be in the market. Everything has to be stocks, bonds, and those kind of things. That's not true anymore. There's more... Out there, more options out there. If you can make, you know, I think uh, the last 20 years, the S&P may have averaged 6 or 7% or something like that with risk. Now, if you can make that kind of a return without any risk. Why not? Mm-hmm. You'd sleep better at night. I've got a, a twenty-year uh, projection spreadsheet that we use to show people between the S and P five hundred and some other options, and it says on the bottom you could actually take it and say the real rate of return is six point. I think it was six point one six percent. When is five point oh six percent better than six point one six percent? Well, if you take out the ups and downs of the market, 5.06 can beat 6.16. And going over the last 20 years of the S&P and comparing it to, uh, in this case here, it's a fixed indexed annuity and the parameters of that indexed annuity, it can beat the S&P 500. Now the S&P 500, it doesn't show the dividends or anything like that. It's just the the growth of of the S&P 500, those stocks. Mm -hmm. But when you compare it to no risk, I choose sleeping better at night myself instead of having to worry about the risk and the market going down and I might need to use that money to pay for care if I'm older yeah. if I'm taking money out on an income or my minimum distributions that are required every year whether you need it or not that can devastate your retirement if the sequence of returns take effect on it which they will they will we compare the sequence of returns between the S&P 500 portfolio and a fixed index portfolio. And almost every time the fixed index portfolio can beat it whenever you're taking income. Wow. It's, it's, it's amazing, but nobody shows people this. Uh, they come into our office, we put it up on a big screen TV. We, they ask us questions, we answer their questions and almost every time they said, this makes so much sense.
1: Get more details about Kevin Bach and of course, Integrity Retirement Solutions at integrityretirementsolutions.com. Thank you so much for joining us here for the Retirement Talk with Kevin Bach podcast. Join us next time
0: Two seven.